disclosure like well no disclosure when i attempt to describe it to people that buy ad space on the show they ask me okay well my ad is going on no disclosure what is no disclosure what is it like and instead of sharing a link or instead of you know doing all the stuff that everybody else does i tell them well no disclosure is like the wet ass pussy of podcasting it, it truly is you take two things you know, like Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. You need to take two things that are utterly, completely useless. You know, like weird news and a solo podcast. And then you put them together and it creates something that I fap to every time I see it on YouTube. This is from CBSNews.com. South Carolina wants to resume executions with firing squad and electric chair, says... <laughs> Instantaneous or painless death is not mandated, but cruel and unusual is. So let's see what... <laughs> anyway, lawyers for a group of death row inmates who have run out of appeals are expected to argue to the South Carolina Supreme Court that two of the state's execution methods, the electric chair, which is old, and firing squad, which is new, are cruel and unusual punishments. Attorneys for the four inmates also plan to argue Tuesday that a 2023 law meant to allow lethal injections to restart keeps too many secret details about the new drug and protocol used to kill prisoners. Well, what sounds more painful to you? <laughs> right? Firing squad, lethal injection, or um, the electric chair? Which one are you going to choose? A nationwide shortage of... Le I would rather be injected with lighter fluid. I would rather be injected with freaking, you know, magma. I'd rather be injected with that oily shit that's in the Yellowstone hot springs. I'd rather have that running through my blood than do firing squad or electric chair. I mean, it's just common sense, really. <laughs> Alabama just executed one condemned inmate by nitrogen hypoxia, a method it authorized in the wake of a string of botched lethal injections that two death, death row prisoners actually survived. Controversial method has been tested before inside the death chamber when Alabama used it to execute Kenneth Eugene Smith last month, but it's one of three states that technically allows uh, executions via asphyxiation by nitrogen gas. Which they say is, you know, just like going to sleep. But anyway, this is a rabbit hole in itself. I mean, this is a long article. It's a fucking novella. But let me give you the gist of it. South Carolina wants to resume executions with firing squad and electric chair. They say that instantaneous or painless death is not officially mandated, which is true. And I'm no expert. I can't chime in on this, right? I'm not. I'm not an expert, nor am I, you know, I, I'm just, I'm not in that gamut, right? I'm just a podcaster, just a lowly podcaster. That's all, that's all I am. An artist, I, I don't have the qualifications to answer this question. So what I'm going to do is what everybody else does. Uh, this is America. I'm going to leave it up to wealthy, white, really, really old, out-of-touch people to decide for me. Welcome to No Disclosure. This podcast is brought to you by Asylum817 Productions, Spotify, and DistroKid. This podcast is where we go on the news, see what's happening in the world, and based like fine, expensive turkeys in the sheer audacity and craziness that is our news media. Oh, boy. This is... <laughs> 
<clears throat> this is from News Channel 8. Out of place? Okay, Savannah, Georgia. Thank you. A family of four is encountering... In, oh, wait, well, what is the headline? I don't see a headline. How could you have a news article without a headline? Okay, there it is. Family tormented after nearly 80 bats infest home. <laughs> bats creep me out. Yeah, they're cute. Okay. They're extremely intelligent. But still, that, 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 they carry rabies. Okay. Family of four is encountering an unusual problem. Bat infestation. What, do you guys live in a fucking cave? About 80 bats have invaded... Uh, 80? Jeez. <laughs> Whose house is this? Is, is this guy... Is this place owned by a wealthy bachelor? Seems to have a lot of money. That's really, really tired at work during the day. Often covered in cuts and bruises. Says he fell down the stairs. Fell down the stairs. This is the bat cave, isn't it? Isn't it? Well, let's find out. Almost 80 bats have invaded a home in the Ardsley Park neighborhood with the Grant family, yeah, Grant family, refusing to go back after the Georgia Department of Public Health deemed the home as an imminent health risk on January 29th. That's traumatizing. My God. West 51st Street, which is just right downtown, okay? They're renting from Chicago with their two young children, a toddler, and an infant. Okay, now I understand. Yeah, you got to get the fuck out of there. They saw the first bat in their home January 18th after a few days more, and then more, and then more. They're now at 80. They have a collection. The bats come flying down the stairs as they're sitting in their living room. <laughs> they start coming through the vents. Kids are already asleep. It's like, we're done. We need to get out of here. Something's wrong. Yeah, I agree. How many, why, why are there so many bats in your belfry? Why are there so many invading just a normal house? I don't understand it. That's crazy. What'd you, did you do something? <laughs> are you growing... Are, wait, this is an illegal guano business or something. There's no treatment for rabies, by the way. Either you get the vaccine or you dead. You have no manageable way of understanding if you've been bitten. Okay? There's an off chance saliva gets in an open wound for the kids crawling around touching something. It's a dangerous situation. So... The uh, Grant family, property management company, said they're working with attorneys to figure out what to do next. Because when you have a bad infestation, the first thing I would think is lawyer. Because bats hate lawyers. They do. They're like a natural deterrent. The Grants say they have not paid February's rent while they're not living in the home. They have not yet been threatened with eviction. I dare the fucking landlord to threaten them with eviction. <laughs> I dare him. This is national news at this point. So, and you know, it, it, it's, it's a legit thing. You know they're not making it up either. <laughs> Landlord's sitting there going, shit. <laughs> this is from the BBC. Tesla owners. See, when I hear Tesla owners, and I've heard a lot of podcasts that do this. They say, this Tesla owner, and they go, oh. Let me tell you something. I, I'm not going to tell you what company I work for, but I work in insurance claims. Home and auto, okay? And believe it or not, the Tesla owners, people who own Teslas, people who own like fucking Maseratis and shit, they are the they are the most chill people that you'll ever meet. When they have like any kind of insurance claim or something, they call you up. Yeah, my Tesla exploded. Like, oh my god, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, all right. So, uh, are they gonna replace it or am I gonna get a check or what? And, you know, it's like I got a brand new Maserati. I got a crack in my windshield. Oh man, that sucks. Yeah, it's all right. Just put an aftermarket in there. I'm serious. Wait, go aftermarket. It's a Maserati. Yeah, I don't give a shit. They're just the most chill people ever. I think it's because they can afford to not care. The asshole, the people you really got to look out for, is the guy who owns the 2008 Ford Taurus, you know, and <laughs> or the guy who has a, you know, 
new Volkswagen Beetle or the guy that redid his fucking old 1968 Winnebago. Those are the assholes. And I have no idea why. I can't explain that to you. The guy who has the 2008 GMC Canyon, why he's a grown man, grown man on the phone, crying, weeping, because he has a crack in his back glass. I get calls from Tesla owners. They're like, yeah, this sucks. <laughs> That's it. No, Tesla owners, I got nothing against you. You are the most chill people I talk to. So anyway, Tesla owners have been reminded to keep their eyes on the road after vehicles of drivers wearing Apple's virtual reality headset have gone viral. What? <laughs> I know they call it autopilot, okay? But that doesn't mean you go in the back and take a little nappy. You're still in a two-ton death mobile. U.S. Secretary for Transportation Pete Buttigieg posted on uh, formerly Twitter to say that all current vehicles require the driver to be engaged uh, at all times. Well, no shit. You're in a car. However, one driver admitted this video was a prank. Tesla and Apple have been contacted for comment. Videos posted online show people in the driver's seat of cars, which have an uh, you know, autonomous mode, while wearing the Apple headset over their eyes. Not smart, kids. All advanced driver systems available today, I don't know if you know this, but they do require the human driver to be in control and fully engaged in the driving task at all times. That's not going away. This ain't The Simpsons. You can turn cruise control on and take a nap in the back. Two hours later, you wake up in the middle of a cornfield. There's six dead deer next to you, and you're naked. You don't want that to happen. Another video <laughs> that made no sense what I just said, but it sounded good. Fake it till you make it, kids. You got to be a bullshit artist in my regular day job. I got to be a bullshit artist. <laughs> you know, I'm just kidding. Well, I mean, users can see through the glass in some modes. Some, it still severely restrict vision while driving. Not recommended. <laughs> The company has tried to stay clear of calling it virtual reality or any other similar name, instead referring it as spatial computing. Oh, give me a fucking break, Apple. It's virtual reality, okay? We know you're going to charge a million dollars for it. It's going to break when you breathe on it. We know the deal. We know the gig now. But hey, I, just PSA, all right? Don't wear VR headsets while you're driving. Because when you, I said while you're driving. Did you hear the, that nomenclature there? Yeah. Even if you're on autopilot, if you crash and kill a bunch of people, they're not going to send the Tesla to jail. You dig? They're going to send your ass to jail. Just letting you know. This is from the Independent. Delta flight forced to turn back after maggots fall on passengers from overhead compartment. Oh, my God. Oh, that's gross. Uh, uh, and naturally, someone's freaking out on the plane, like pushing one of the flight attendants like it's her fault. <laughs> I mean, at least talk to the fucking captain. What the hell does the flight attendant have to do with anything? I swear. Anyway, we got a mystery to solve. Delta flight was recently forced to turn around an hour after takeoff when maggots fell from the overhead compartment bleh, on the passengers sitting in the economy seats. Yeah, of course it didn't happen in first class, did it? The flight on Tuesday the 13th of February was transporting travelers from Amsterdam to Detroit, Michigan. When a passenger suit face containing rotten fish in the overhead bin opened up, resulting in maggots falling onto passengers and the plane turning around. Plane went, oh shit. <laughs> the pilot said, nope, we're going back. A passenger suitcase containing rotting fish. Why is there fish in his suitcase? I, I don't understand. Did he catch something rare? Did he catch a rarity in Amsterdam? 
and decided, I'm going to take it home for posterity. It'll be fine. I'm sure everything's going to work out. Don't they have x-ray machines? Uh, where was this going? Was it from Amsterdam? Yeah, from Amsterdam to Detroit. Amsterdam. Do you guys not have fucking x-ray machines in there? Was somebody taking a nap? Huh? Was someone getting a handy when they were, you know, supposed to be looking at the fucking x-ray machine? Was that right at the very moment that the guy yawned? You didn't happen to see fish skeletons in there. Okay. I have questions. After the plane landed <laughs> and rotting fish, I mean, that's a, that's an unmistakable smell. No one said anything before it started raining maggots. Oh my God, that's disgusting. Two hours into an eight-hour flight. At that point, I mean, it's just, are you really going to turn around? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you're kind of still at the beginning of the flight. I would just say, fuck it, land. We're making an emergency landing. I'm not sitting here. If I was the captain, I'd be like, uh-uh, we're not doing this. I am landing in the middle of the fucking ocean. May God help all of you. Rest all of your souls. We're going to get to know each other really, really well. <laughs> Travelers were given 8,000 air miles, hotel room compensation, and a $30 meal ticket if they were delayed overnight. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Go airline. But I want to know about the fish here. <laughs> and the maggots, you know, they got in the overhead part, like the space in between the top of the cabin and like in between, you know. And they just started falling everywhere. Oh, God. Ugh. See, what actually happened was... You hear what I said? They got in the space between, you know, the top of just the cabin, the ceiling of the cabin. And then there's like a pack of uh, a pocket of air there, you know, to keep it pressurized. And then you have the outside of the plane, the shell of the plane. So it's it, technically the cabin of the plane is like suspended in the air. And what the happened with the maggots got in there, it's pressurized air. So they all pass out and they fall through the cracks. That's disgusting. <laughs> oh, God. That's fucking horrible. And they include a $30 meal ticket in there, too. Man, that's nice of you guys. Paying for the hotel, paying for this and that. Are you sure you'd want to eat after that? I wouldn't. No fucking way. And and the article says nothing about the fish. It says nothing about how the guy got the fish onto the plane in the first place, why there were fish in a fucking suitcase, and if he's facing any kind of charges because of that. No information about that whatsoever. Awesome. Awesome. I should be a journalist. Am I the only one who thinks of this shit? You guys are really, you're slacking. You're slack-a-lacking. And it's not only you. Okay? It's not only you, NBC. I'm seeing it everywhere. You guys got to step up your game. Because there's shitty little podcasts like this that need to know. <laughs> All 12 of you who listen to the show need answers. <laughs> this is from ABC News. Florida deputy fires weapon after mistaking sound of acorn hitting patrol car for a gunshot. Nice. That's real good. You're that jumpy to where in that immediate moment you can't tell the difference between an acorn, you know, the sound of an acorn hitting your car and a fucking gunshot. Those are two completely different sounds. You're aware of that, right? Have you ever heard a gun going off, even with a silencer on it? I can't believe how loud firearms are. It doesn't matter what you're holding. Fire Guns are loud. Acorn hitting the car, what's it going to go, doink? That's, you're that jumpy? So this is why people get shot all the fucking time. Florida deputy, oh, it's, of course it's Florida, <laughs> seen firing his weapon repeatedly at his patrol vehicle after making the sound of an acorn, wait, at his patrol vehicle? What did he think it was? Well, I, I don't understand. 
This guy's jumpy. <laughs> Newly released body camera footage of the November 2023 incident shows the dramatic moments. Dramatic, that's a word for it. The Oskaloosa County ship, uh, deputy shot at his patrol vehicle. What did he think? Did he think the gun was, the, the his car had a gun? Did he think it went all fucking Decepticon on his ass? <laughs> Why is he shooting at the car? I'm hit, I'm hit, he says. Yeah, do you feel anything? <laughs> he yells, shots fired four times, and then just opens fire on his vehicle. Doesn't see a shooter, doesn't anything. This is terrifying. This is terrifying. This is your fucking cops at work here. He's that jumpy to where he can't discern the difference between an acorn hitting a car and a fucking gunshot. And then, I can understand even, I can even go as far as him whooping out his pistol, right? But he doesn't see a shooter. He doesn't see, he doesn't hear any more gunshots. He doesn't see anything. And then just starts firing at the car like it's, you know, become self-aware and is trying to kill him. <laughs> Stupid. I, I don't understand it. He says, I feel all right. I'm good. <laughs> he started shooting at the vehicle, believing that uh, he was in danger. He responded to a report of a stolen vehicle at a residence near Fort Walton Beach. A woman reported that her boyfriend was refusing to return her vehicle and had been calling and testing, uh, texting her threats, including, you know, all that shit. Boyfriend was detained, by the way. Searched, handcuffed. Okay, that's wonderful. That's great. What about the cop? What about somebody who's going to shoot at a car when an acorn falls on it? Now, people give cops a lot of shit, yeah. And I'm one of them. I certainly do, too. However, if I may defend them for a moment, I know, being controversial here. If I may defend the, the popos, the 5 for a minute, look at the society they have to deal with, too. We got people in New York dressing around like, dressing like fucking Elmo and not, you know, doing tricks or balloon animals or doing anything for the kitties or anything like that, straight up groping people and chasing motherfuckers. Florida exists. That's all I'll say about that. Florida has people and they exist. We have people who you know, don't even fucking you know, identifying as attack helicopters and penguins and shit. I don't understand it. Look at the society they have to deal with. That's why they're jumpy. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Right? <laughs> That's why they're jumpy. You can't say the word, okay, Aaron, I'm 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 only I'm saying this in, in reference, okay? So I'm not just spouting this word off. I know it's a bad word. I've really gotten better at not saying it, but I'm saying it in reference here, okay? So it's not me. You can't say the word and I'm actually giving I'm actually, you know, defending you here and because I agree with it. You can't say the word retarded on TV anymore. But every famous person has turned into a complete sociopath. And we just follow along with it, think they're the greatest people ever. Yeah, every music video, every TikTok video, people are getting famous by showing their fucking labia on Instagram. Yeah, that's the thing. Becoming Instagram famous for wearing a see-through dress and showing off your labia. This is the society that we deal with. <laughs> this is it. We have people beating each other up over shitty pink cups. That's why, uh, I, yeah, if I was a cop, I might be a little jumpy myself. But that's why I don't go out to be a cop, because I don't want to hear an acorn falling on my car and end up shooting somebody in the face. You know what I mean? It's called self-control. This is from Ars Technica. Judge rejects most of ChatGPT copyright claims from book authors. See, I told you. I told you it was going to happen. A judge rejects most of ChatGPT copyright claims for book authors. I told you this. I fucking called it. 
There was a time as an artist and an author where I was a bit intimidated by the chat GPT thing. I use AI myself. I use it on strange places. I use it to help with my synopses and editing and my scripts and stuff like that. I use a lot of AI. It's become a normal part of the workflow. I take AI suggestions about mixing. Sometimes I'll upload, I use a program that's powered by ChatGPT where I can talk to it in real time. I can upload an unmixed version of my podcast and be like, okay, listen to this. Did I miss anything here? What would you suggest? It's crazy. I use a lot of AI. And I was intimidated by it for a while. Great. There's not going to be any need for real authors and artists or anything anymore. And it's stuff like this that validates my point. I told you guys from the beginning that if you make anything with AI, any kind of art, any kind of writing, whatever, you don't own the shit. It should be a tool, not the actual product, right? I have ChatGPT write me all kinds of stuff, but I'm a licensed copy editor. So I go and I fix things and I improve things and I put my own take on it. I use it as an idea generator and then write the whole thing myself. I don't even edit what it tells me. I just start from scratch based on what it said. But when you create something with AI art, call it yours, you don't own it. And I know it pisses a lot of people off, but it's true. And I fucking called it. You're typing words into a computer, Adora, into a computer box. Okay? You're not creating jack shit. And I'm glad this is happening. It should be this way. A U.S. district judge in California has largely sided with OpenAI, dismissing the majority of claims raised by authors alleging that their large language models powering ChatGPT were illegally trained on pirated copies of their books. Oh, this is something completely different. <laughs> okay, this is a different ball of wax here. But what I say still stands. It still stands. I'm not intimidated by AI or anything like that at all. Number one, there's always going to be a need for human art. Always. And number two, I mean, who owns it, right? It should be owned by the creators of ChatGPT, honestly. You could use it as a tool, yeah. And maybe they can find a way to license what you make or whatever for your own, you know what I mean? But until that happens, you really don't own the shit. And you got people saying, oh, look at the art I made. You didn't make a fucking thing. I make art. I, I paint. And I, I write. Yeah, I, I actually do that shit. <laughs> and I own it. That's crazy. It's fun, and it's, it is. it is. It's fun to mess with and all that stuff, but don't kid yourself. You didn't make a fucking thing. So, okay, so this is a different thing I'm looking at here. <laughs> I'm on a tangent. But it's true, right? So, ChatGPT uh, was illegally trained on pirated copies of their books without their permission. Why do you give a shit? Why do you care? It's, it's, it's kind of like the whole music download thing. I mean, who gives a shit? Is money really... How much are you really making on, on your stuff anyway? I mean, really. The electronic market. I don't care if ChatGPT uses pirated copies of my books or whatever. As long as everybody ain't pirating them. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's good business. I mean, seriously. A book, a free book, will beat the shit out of a business card any day of the week, number one. I give away a lot of books. So people are bitching that uh, ChatGPT is being trained on my stuff. Who cares? Who cares? It's not, you know what I mean? I mean, it's not any kind of epidemic or anything. I, I don't understand why people are pissed off about this. Am I missing something? 
Uh, deceptively designing ChatGPT to produce outputs that omit CMI, arrest on a violation. Okay, so what is the government saying about this? Now I'm kind of interested. So what is the government saying? Okay, they're siding with uh, ChatGPT. They're siding with OpenAI. So what does that mean exactly? Um, hmm. Among copyright claims, okay, I don't care about that. Let's get to the fucking meat of it. This is a, no this is a novel on its own. Okay, here we go. Authors failed to convince the government that OpenAI violated the Digital Millennium Copyright Act by allegedly removing copyright management information such as author names, titles of work. Oh, okay. So that's why they're pissed off. So uh, apparently it's okay to for AI to steal your shit. Okay, now uh, now we're entering a gray area here. So apparently the government said it's okay for AI to steal your shit and write in your style. If they omit your name, the reference of the book, and all that stuff. Still, I mean, why are you so intimidated by the AI? You're still you. You're still a human being, right? You're still going to be able to write way better than any fucking AI ever could. They'll never know what it's like to be human. They'll never know what it's truly like. They can emulate it pretty well, and they're going to get better. But they'll never be, they'll never be 100% there. May, I don't know. Maybe someday. I don't want to say that. Saying never is the dumbest thing you could possibly say when it deals with technology. Wow. The Copyright Office prepares to release three reports this year, revealing its position on copyright law in relation to AI. I am very interested to see that. OpenAI recently made it clear it does not plan to stop referencing copyrighted works in its training data. Fuck them. I wouldn't either. That's just weird to me. These people are really, writers in particular, really intimidated by, by AI. It's reading your stuff. I would be honored. <laughs> AI is reading my books. It's copying your style. Like, I'm not Mark fucking Twain, okay? I think these guys have a bloated sense of self-importance, really. Uh, my style? My style is Billy Shoemate. That's my style. Whoop-de-fucking-do. <laughs> who cares? And a lot of these authors are people who make a living doing this. They're very well off. A lot of these authors are the ones who manage to slip through the cracks, do something extremely rare, and make any kind of financial return from their work. Don't you have enough fucking money? These are writers who make millions, who are financially comfortable. When is enough enough? You know what I mean? You got to poke at the AI thing for reading my stuff and using it and copying my... Oh, come on. Don't you have enough fucking money? It's just, it's ridiculous. People not knowing when enough is enough, man. Anyway... AI. <laughs> it's an interesting part of our uh, technological society. It's, an, it's very interesting to look at, to deal with, especially as an artist. I am way less intimidated by it now than I used to be because the government's being like, no, nope, no, nope, you don't own a fucking thing that you make via AI. Good, good. It should be that way. Let's separate the artists from the people who do this. I accidentally closed out my window, <laughs> randomly banging on my keyboard. I closed my recording software. Wow, I'm glad I save it. I'm glad I save it regularly. As I'm sitting here, I save it while it's recording, you know, just every few minutes or so. Ooh, that would have been bad. We almost did not have an episode of No Disclosure. I would have had to sit here and sing wet-ass pussy over and over for 30 minutes. Don't think I won't do it. Oh, wait, that's copyrighted. Anyway, this is from The Guardian. Man calls the police to report himself for drunk driving in North Yorkshire. <laughs> See, I'm saying it right, England. I'm getting better at it. I'm not saying Yorkshire. I'm saying Yorkshire. All right. 
I've talked to enough of fans overseas and stuff like that. You got to start pronouncing our shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was talking about England and I do that accent. You've got to stop messing with our things. You've got to say it properly or else we won't listen to your show anymore. I'm working on it, okay? I'm getting better at it. Driver arrested in... Oh, shit. <laughs> Canarsborough? Canarsborough. Canarsborough. I can't say that. After he called 999 and was found to be three times over the legal limit. Man has been arrested in Cannesborough after reporting himself to police for drunk driving. North Yorkshire. Police said they received a call shortly before he called on himself. He's drunk driving and doesn't know what he's doing. Wow. That's pretty bad. Uh, when you drink so fucking much, you scare yourself. <laughs> That's when you know you got a problem. The man in his 50s told the 999 call handler that he was in the Canards area of North Yorkshire. And he had a heavy weekend. No shit. Officers located his vehicle, black transit van, within 15 minutes. And the man was arrested after a breath test found he was more than three times over the legal limit. My God. Arrested, remained in custody. He called on himself. He reported that he is the drunk driver. <laughs> he had a change of heart. Go light on him. I know he was still driving drunk for a little while, which is illegal. Yeah, I'm not balking at you, you know, taking him into custody or anything like that. But come on. He caught himself, okay? And he called nine. I mean, who does that? They called 999 on himself. People are saying dumb criminal files. How is that dumb criminal files? I don't understand. <laughs> How is it? The smart criminal files, right? Criminal has a, a moment of fucking self-reflection. You don't see that shit in Florida. Speaking of Florida, we couldn't go one episode without Florida, man. Well, here we go. Here's your here's your weekly weekly Florida man. And bonus, there's a Florida woman in it too. Cookie monster clad duo arrested for robbing a Cape Coral Lowe's. Yeah, you heard that correctly. The and Google just crashed. Good job, Chrome. There it goes. The Cape Coral Police Department has arrested two people for allegedly robbing a Lowe's located on... They give you the address for some fucking reason. So some other wacko can go do it. Charlie Jorge Perez and Halina Annalisa Pulveda were arrested on Monday after the CCPD released photos of the two wearing matching Cookie Monster pajama pants. That's even worse. <laughs> For some reason, I don't know why, but that's weirder to me than being dressed up as Cookie Monster. Because if you're in a full Cookie Monster costume, which I thought that's what this was, the way it was worded, I thought that's what this was. But for some reason, just them wearing matching Cookie Monster, not only is that just incredibly romantic, matching Cookie Monster pajamas, oh my God, that just, that makes my heart go pity. It does. That's true love right there. Two psychopaths robbing a Lowe's, wearing their matching pajamas. This is true love right here, folks. What your parents taught you, what your grandparents taught you, it's all bullshit. This is what love looks like right here. You're a crazy son of a bitch. Find yourself another crazy son of a bitch. Move to Florida. Do whatever people in Florida do. Get hopped up on whatever they get hopped up on. And steal from a Lowe's. That's for some reason, that is weirder to me than wearing a full Cookie Monster. Because, you know, if you wear a Cookie Monster uniform, a full body suit, at least you're dressed. You know what I mean? You're in some kind of dress. Yes? Anyway, that's it. That's all, friends. 
Special thanks to this week's sponsors who make the show possible. Head to Asylum817.com. That's Asylum817.com to check out all things No Disclosure, as well as my other artistic ventures. Make sure to also check out the link to our Patreon page in this episode's description, where as little as a dollar a month, you can get everything from bonus episodes, ad-free episodes, giveaways at certain tiers, outtakes, bloopers, a podcast just for the patrons. Who's crazy enough to do that? <laughs> Special thanks to the patrons, by the way. The Conkle Homestead YouTube channel, Donald Haynes. Dilly guy, if I appreciate you. Thank you for being you and being patrons. You make this freaking thing go, and I appreciate it. Bye-bye, my babies. I love you all. And be fancy. Oh, I don't get, I hope I don't get copyright flag for that. <laughs> Here I am spouting about, spouting off about AI and all that stuff. Like, hey, let's steal some Celine Dion music today. Uh, go easy, YouTube. I know you got me by both nipples right now. Because <laughs> I do a lot of that. I'll, I'll turn it down as, as much as I can. Okay? All right. Maybe I'll find the weird flute version. No? I want the original, damn it. It has the better impact. Did you know it's the basis here? No disclosure, business myth. Confiscated evidence, no smoking gun. Public 